Good morning. I am delighted to be back here sharing with you on this wonderful day of celebration. Thank you for having me. The last couple of weeks, I've been receiving a lot of emails in the planning of our high school reunion. Many people are traveling to it and getting the excitement is really starting to build. So, and there is a lot of anticipation too. But we know right now we're working on the location and we know that reconnecting is um, going to depend on how we set up the environment for this return. And our goal is to make this a true homecoming. For all we have to look forward to in this and get excited about, there is already, like I said, some anticipation and angst and apprehension on the part of the planners even about that big question of whether we'll actually go or not go. <laughs> will our close friends of years gone by be there? Will they remember us and will we recognize them? Oh, forget knowing their names, but will we even recognize them? And the proverbial question, oh, will we look as good as they do? Stepping out to go back requires a lot of emotion. I'm sure that most of you have experienced those emotions in some way. Maybe it was um, for a family reunion, going to a family reunion. Maybe it was your own class reunions. Or maybe it was just visiting with a friend that you hadn't seen in several years. It's even possible that some of you have come here today experiencing those same emotions because you came to see how things have changed at Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church. Or maybe you came to connect or reconnect with your friendships of the past and with this community. Maybe you came just to know more about faith and happened to walk in on a celebration Sunday. I recently read a short story about a woman in Louisiana named Aunt Marty. And I think y'all would like Aunt Marty. <laughs> She came out of, of her home to a traditional dinner on the grounds, you know, at a rural church in Louisiana. After the description of the location and the emotions about being there, the interviewer asked her a question. Why do you travel all this way to come here? Well, Aunt Marty laughed and said, the food. Of course she did. But then she said, I because I need to. And she went on to explain. First, I need to know that somebody cares that I still exist. Second, I need to feel family. Third, but not least, I need to be filled, not only with food, but my soul, and I need to be refreshed well, this morning, our scripture lesson is a story about a people who go to a gathering, people who chose to go to be near Jesus. They probably had some of those same emotions that we would have going back. Some of them indeed were going back. They having followed Jesus for some time. Others were just coming. It was brand new. They were first-time visitors. Many came from miles out because it was a special event and they too had to deal with all the emotions of stepping out 
to be filled. Listen now as I read the scripture for this morning from the Gospel of Mark chapter 6 verses 30 to 44. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time, it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people into the countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, you give them something to eat. They said to him, what would, what? That would take more than a half year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass, taking the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to the heaven, he gave thanks and he broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the hungry people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and they were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. On this day in our gospel story, Jesus had already sent the disciples out that morning to go preach and teach and heal. The day had been a very busy one for them. And so they came to gather around Jesus and to tell him about it. Well, Jesus got it. He got that they were tired from their mission trip. Hearing the stories, though, and seeing their need, Jesus responded with compassion. Come with me by yourselves to a quiet and isolated place and let's get some rest. I think Jesus' empathy was, as best we understand, expressing to them, I love you, and I am grateful for your good work, and now I want you to take a rest. I will make this day one to remember, and it will bring glory to God. However, for the disciples, the day didn't really turn out the way they had hoped it would. The crowd saw where they were going, and even went around the lake and got there before they could to this isolated place. So that when the disciples got out of the boat, the people were already there again. No rest for the weary. What what was intended to be a serene and restful late afternoon and evening 
just for them with Jesus turned into a very large, probably loud at times, crowd of 5,000 plus. The people kept coming, and Jesus didn't turn them away. The scripture tells us that some of the 5,000 even ran to the isolated hillside. But why? Why did they come in the first place? Maybe it was like Aunt Mary, Aunt Marty, excuse me. The crowd had a need to know. They had a need to understand who they were in relationship with Jesus in this time and this place. John the Baptist had just been killed. So how is this going to affect Jesus and those who follow him? Did they fear that Jesus would also be killed and that they too then would for following him? Did they need to get their miracle before it was too late? Did they need assistance and assurance that somebody actually cared that they existed? Well, I think they probably needed to know all of these things and more, just like you and I would. As sheep without a shepherd, the crowd needed to be reconnected to some kind of stability, and Jesus comes and offers them that stability. He offers them himself. Just as they had a need for stability, so also do we. When we're looking for a place of stability, of comfort and assurance, God really offers us a model called family. Jesus was able to convey to the crowd then this stability, a sense of family. You matter. I'm here for you. Just as Aunt Marty described, she had a need to feel worthy to be a part of the family of God. And so do we. Once assured, though, of who we are and that we are valued, then we can accept that pieces and places and things change. They might not always be like we remembered or even as we hoped they would be. Buildings and furnishings deteriorate and might look worse than ever we ever remembered. Or, as in today, they might look and sound a whole lot better. Things change. And programs change. But there's a sense of family in spite of this and in spite of the changes. God still says, you are welcome here. It's home and you matter. People may change too. No, take that back. People do change too. There may be more people here than you remembered. There may be fewer. There may be faces that you were expecting to see and there may be faces you have never seen. Relationships change. Relationships that were left, once left behind can be renewed or changed. And new ones can be forged. Westlake Prez is still home, home for the first-timer, home for the newcomer, and home for the old-timers as well. It is up to each one of us to be the warm, welcoming spirit of Jesus that says you matter, and we're here as family 
for you. What does it mean to come home? Ideally, it means that we're welcomed, that we will feel that love of family, and that we won't go away hungry, either physically or soulfully. You know, at my high school reunion, I am sure we're going to have plenty of food. And we've already allotted a lot of time for that reconnecting that needs to happen. And I don't know about you, but I've never been to a family reunion where I walked away wanting to go out to eat. I have been abundantly filled with good food and good company. And so it is for us today. This morning God is saying to us, come home. There is always room here at my table for my family. Will you believe the scripture in John 1 that says you have the power to be the sons and daughters? To be a part of the family of God? Well, just in case you might be wondering if that invitation really does apply to you, I want to remind you that in Jesus' account that we read this morning, he did not exclude anyone in the whole crowd from being fed and being filled. In Revelation 22, verse 17, it says, Let the thirsty come, hungry or thirsty, stranger or old-timer. You can be a member of God's family here in this place. God invites us to come and be filled. Although the disciples were overwhelmed with that tremendous amount of food that they were going to need to distribute among the hungry crowd, Jesus wasn't phased at all. He just said, we'll make the food stretch for all to eat. And he did. He took what resources they had he lifted them up, gave thanks over the bread and the fish, and then gave it to the disciples to distribute. Jesus saw to it that all were fed and none were overlooked. Jesus didn't intend from, for anyone to go away hungry, but that everyone should have enough. God invites us to come and be filled. Jesus wants us, wants to meet our physical needs and also to preserve and nourish our spiritual lives. We don't ever have to be soulfully impoverished. We can come home to Jesus, the giver and sustainer of all of life, and he will fill our souls. When we come and gather as family, we come just as we are. Bad hair day, good hair day, cutoffs, suit and tie, we come. We come as we are. And Jesus takes us, the meager self that we bring to this place. He gives thanks for us. He blesses us. He nourishes and enriches our lives that we could have the abundance from which to share for the world. Our Lord offers the invitation to come. Whether you're joyful or you're sad, 
whether you're tired or energetic, whether this was a planned visit to WHPC or a spontaneous one, he invites us all to come and celebrate the story of a people, God's people gathered at WHPC. We come this morning to affirm once again that we are a part of this God's story. We see where we've been, where we are now, and we refocus on where we are going. Whether it be the first time or the hundredth time that we've made this journey, our deep needs to connect and be filled are met through the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, lived out in this time and in this place. We celebrate. We celebrate today. This is not the beginning of God's story here, for WHPC has a long and rich history of faithfulness. Nor is it the end of the story, as Paul reminded us. There is a whole lot more that God wants to do with this community. But it's the story today, in present tense, right now, and we get to be in the midst of it celebrating a new day and a homecoming. We celebrate. We celebrate the memories we have of this place. We celebrate its long history, even though we may not have been participants in it. And we celebrate the new memories to come of how God meets us and fills us on a once isolated hillside inside the newly renovated sanctuary of Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church. May this place, this sanctuary, and this community be a place where you come just as you are, bringing little and leaving with a full basket filled up and overflowing to share in God's story in this world. To God be the glory. Amen. <laughs>